<laughs> Did I bring my Bible? In that bag there, Jess, I've, I've almost been prepared. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to start. The person of Jesus, I want you to turn to your Bibles, uh, in your Bibles to John chapter 1. I'm going to read from the very beginning. Thank you kindly. I'm going to read from the beginning, uh, verse 1 to 5, and then we'll skip through to 10 to 14. John chapter 1. This is what it says. It says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Jump forward now to verse 10. He came into the world He created, but the world did not recognize Him. He came to His own people, and even they rejected Him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And so the word became flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing grace and truth or love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. I want to read just the beginning of that, verse 14 again. So the Word became flesh, or the Word became human, and made his home among us. The person of Jesus. This morning's truth is simple but powerful. It's simple, but it's easily forgotten. It's simple, but I would say it is pivotal to the Christian journey. Jesus Christ was and is a person. He was tangible, real, a physical entity. The deity of God became flesh, a living, breathing person. Jesus was a person. The Bible makes it clear that Jesus was not a metaphor. He was not an ideology. He was not a parable. Jesus told parables. Jesus told stories, but he in himself was not just a story. He wasn't a personification. He was a person. And you're going to hear me say those words again and again and again because, as I say, they're simple but powerful, simple but easily forgotten, simple but pivotal. And I want to just really quickly, I want to look at three reasons that Jesus being a person is important for us today in the church. The number one reason that Jesus being a person is important is that it means that heaven is able to break into earth. 
You know, so often when we think of heaven and we think of earth, we tend to think of earth here and heaven over there, and never the two will meet, and there's this, there's this distance, there's this gap, and, 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 you know, we've got verses around that, we've got theology around that. But when we create this idea that they're so separate, it's almost like we go, well, I live here and God lives there, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't change anything. But if Jesus becomes human, if Jesus becomes flesh, you know, in that verse 14 that we read, that God, the Word, became flesh, became human, and came into the world, and actually gave life to everything, and light to everyone around Him, then it means that heaven is able to physically break into our realm, our space. And that's important, because that means when we gather around Scripture, when we gather around the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus, when we gather as a church, we're not gathering, celebrating something that's happening somewhere else that cannot impact where we are. If Jesus is a person, if Jesus was manifest in the flesh, then heaven can manifest itself in the physical, and that's incredibly important. It's also important that heaven can manifest itself, because if if, if God can enter into our world, then when Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you, the implication is that we are invited into his space. There is a bridge. There is not, there is not a wall. There is a way. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus was the connection point between heaven and earth. Jesus being here physically means that heaven is here and is able to be here. The second reason, and this is the reason that I want to perhaps spend the most time expounding this morning, explaining this morning, is that if Jesus is a person, whether that means having a physical body or being a literal personality, but if Jesus is a person, it means that he is more than an idea. It means that he is more than a concept. And if he's more than a concept, then he has to be treated as such, and he has to be followed as such. See, I want you to think about ideas. I want you to think about concepts. Uh, we entertain an idea. We think about an idea. We dwell on it. Uh, a concept we, is something we imagine. A concept is imagined. Um, think about Think about concept cars. The other day, Taya and I were watching a couple of uh, videos I, I, I was watching, and Taya got drawn into them. And we were watching a bunch of videos from different car shows about different concept cars. And if you've ever seen a concept car, you know, these things turn up at shows and they're, they're, they're like they're from the future, man. The, the wheels are bizarre and they've got lights everywhere. And, and, and the idea of a concept car is that it is, it is an imagined idea of what something might be able to become. But one of the strangest things about concept cars is they are very, like you see them at car shows. But I've never seen a concept car made reality driving down the road. I've never seen a concept car put on a lot and gone, hey, who wants to buy this? Would you like to sell? Would you, who wants to mass produce this? So a concept car is an idea. Yes, it's, it's, it's got a physical shell, but we come and we look at it and we go, that's nice, or that's kind of crazy. Or imagine if we all drove those. Imagine if that's what life was like. And then we go home and we get back in our Camry or our Corolla or our... our Outlander or whatever it is that you drive, Toyota Prius, if you're safety environment clear, is you know, safety conscious, environment conscious. When we treat Jesus as a concept, we do the same thing. We put him on a pedestal at a show or at a church and we come in and we go, wow, 
Imagine if life could be like that. Imagine if my life could be like that. Imagine what it would look like if everybody had one of those. Imagine if everybody reflected that. And we go, this is amazing. What a beautiful idea. What a great concept. And then we all go home and we continue to live the same life that we lived. And we continue to, to just, I don't know about you, but, and I, I love it when I read the words of Paul because it puts us in good company, where Paul has the same struggle because he goes, the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do, I keep doing, and I get stuck in this, and I go round and round and round in this cycle, but I want to be like Jesus. And we all have that desire. But when, Jesus, when we think of Jesus only as a concept, only as a metaphor, only as a story, then we run the risk of relegating him to only ever being something like a pipe dream, something that could be, something that might be. See, we entertain an idea We imagine a concept, but if Jesus is a person, then he must be hosted. He must be served. He must be worshipped. He must be followed. Concept cars, millions of dollars are spent for people to come and look at something. You know, we put money into, you know, we set up, you know, concept cars. They set up cameras. They set up whatever. Very similar to what we're doing so that people can come and watch. But my desire in church is not that you would just come and observe. It's that you would come and meet Jesus. Our, our, our mission statement as a church is connecting people with Jesus daily. Connecting people with Jesus because he's a person. Jesus is not a concept. Now, this was easy for his early followers to understand. You know, when you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you read some of the stories of of Acts and Romans, it was easy for these people to to know that Jesus was a person because many of them saw him physically in the flesh. Some of them perhaps didn't meet Jesus, but they knew people who knew Jesus. They knew people who were eyewitnesses to Jesus. Jesus was very real to them. Jesus was very present in their mind and in their decisions. But to many of us, over time, we have lost this simple truth. We believe that Jesus was a person. We believe that Jesus was a person. We'd say that. If I went around, if I went around the room here, if I went around your small group, if I, we put a thing in the comments and I said, do you believe Jesus is a person? You go, yeah, sure, absolutely. But we treat him like a concept. We treat him like a metaphor. We follow him like we would a parable. And here's why that's important. See, when a concept or an idea or a metaphor says, follow me, What do we do? How do you follow an idea? How do you follow a concept? The easiest way to understand this is to think about social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. I think I'm only successfully on one of those. (laughs) But when we look at all these different social, it's all about how many followers you can get. At the top of every page, it says how many people you're following and how many people are following you. And the craziest thing to me is that, you know, if I just look at one of my accounts and I look at how many people I'm following and how many different directions the people I'm following are actually going, you go, what does it mean to follow? See, when you follow an idea, when you follow a concept, when you follow a parable, what we actually do is we observe from a distance. From the comfort of our day-to-day lives without really changing anything, we watch for entertainment value. On social media, we follow our enemies because we want to know what they're up to. 
We follow people we don't like because we want to, maybe it's because we want to see them spectacularly fail. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you're following your ex on Twitter because you want to know, I, I don't know, but we follow people. When John Key was the Prime Minister of New Zealand, I followed him on Facebook because I wanted to, to see his posts. I wanted to see his thoughts. I wanted to see his live streams. I wanted to see whatever. When, when Jacinda Ardern became the, the Prime Minister, I followed her on Facebook. It's, you know, we, we follow. It's, it's not about whether we support or endorse. We just, we just follow. We just go, I want to know. I want to watch. I want to whatever. You know, dur- during the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. During the U.S. presidential side of things, you know, everybody was following Donald Trump's Twitter, if not because you supported him, simply for entertainment purposes. It's like every day I get on and I go, what has Donald Trump posted today? It was one of the top things on Twitter. Even if you weren't following him, it was trending and it would just put itself in your face. We follow all sorts of things. You know, it's transfer season at the moment in the, in the English Premier League football. And part of transfers, you know, it's when players start moving, it's when teams start buying players, selling players, loaning players, all this sort of thing. And transfer season is the one time that I suddenly become really interested in following every other team in the Premier League. Like, you know, the rest of the I'm Liverpool through and through, that's the only thing I care about. I don't watch, I watch the highlights of the other games. Uh, but transfer season, I'm watching Manchester City. I'm watching Manchester United. I'm watching Chelsea. I'm watching all these other big teams that could potentially be a threat. Why? Because I want to see what they're doing. I want to see who they're buying. I want to see who they're selling. I want to see what kind of threat they are to the team that I support winning. And so I'm following these football teams. But I'm not interested in their success. I'm not interested in joining their fan club. I'm just interested to see what they'll do. I'm interested to see them lose. I love nothing better than watching Manchester City lose a football game. Except watching Liverpool win a football game. (laughs) And if you can get both of those in the same day, then you're really winning. My point is this. Jesus is not a concept. He's a person. And when a person asks you to follow them, that means something different. You know, so often now, if if we said to someone, you know, like if Jesus came up to someone and said, follow me, they'd go, oh, cool, what's your username? I'll follow you. Fine. How do I do that? Are you, on, are you on Twitter? What are you on? But when Jesus came to his disciples and said, follow me, those disciples didn't say, sure, what is your username? I'll listen to your podcasts while I'm out fishing. He didn't go, yeah, sure, I'll follow you while I keep doing what I'm doing. The Bible says, Jesus said to them, follow me, and they left their nets and they followed him. They went with him. They changed their direction. They put something down to pick something up. And so for us, when we say we're followers of Jesus, if we're following Jesus as a concept, then actually what we're doing is we're just adding him to the list of influences in our life. But if we're following Jesus as a person, then we're actually saying, I'm leaving my life behind to go that way. Francis Chan says this in a way that I really like. Uh, Francis Chan does a a really cool devotional series. You, You can get it on YouTube. I encourage you just to go through it. It's called Basic. Um, and it's just some of the basic truths of Christianity. They're like 10-minute, 15-minute videos. And you watch one a week, you get the foundations right, they will bless your life. But one of the ones that he does, in a, it's, a, it's a session called Follow. And Francis Chan says this. He talks about a game of follow the leader. And he says, as a kid, if you play follow the leader, you know how it works. All the kids, they get in the line and they follow someone around. And if, if the leader pats, her, pats his head or her head, then everybody pats their head. If, if the leader rubs their tummy, everybody rubs their tummy. And, and so, so on and so forth. You follow the leader. But Francis Chan says, when we play follow Jesus, it's something different. 
when Jesus says, follow me, we go, I'll do it in my heart. Like, I just, I'll do it in my heart. He says, imagine if you sat on a chair while everybody else was playing follow the leader. And they go, pat your head. And you go, I'm in here. I'm doing it in here. He also tells this hilarious story about his daughter, which means so much more to me now as a parent than it did when I first heard it as a young adult. And Francis Chan says this. He says, if I tell my daughter to go and clean her room, how impressed will I be if my daughter comes back to me and says, Dad, I memorized what you told me. And she goes, you know what? I memorized what you told me and studied it so much, I can say it in Greek. You said, go clean your room, which translates to. Or she comes around and she goes, you know what? I'm going to have a whole bunch of my friends over every Wednesday night, and we're all going to talk about what it would look like if we all cleaned our rooms. And Francis Chan says, how impressed am I going to be with that? If I go, go clean your room. And she comes back and goes, I memorized it. I learned it in the Greek. We're having studies about it. But, but the room remains messy. This is what it looks like to follow Jesus as an idea. Where we go, ah, oh, it's supposed to look like this, but the reality is it looks like this. Now, I'm not being legalistic here and going, if you've got mess in your life, then you're somehow failing God. God comes to us knowing that we have mess. One of my favorite quotes, though, about understanding Jesus is, Jesus accepts you just the way you are, but he loves you far too much to leave you there. And so he takes us on a journey. He goes into that, and he asks us to follow him. Jesus is not a concept. He's a person. You know, Michael Koulianos uh, has this wonderful saying that I love. He says, we should only do today what matters at the throne tomorrow. Let's make a decision to only do today what matters at the throne tomorrow. Because one day we're going to stand before Jesus and we're going to go, this is all the things that I did. And how much of it's really going to matter? And I, I, I shared that with someone recently. I said, you know, this quote, you know, let's do today what matters at the throne tomorrow. And they literally said to me, hey, it sounds really good, but how practical is it? I think it's practical. And not just because I'm a pastor. I think that there are lots of ways that we can... Let me put it this way. If you can't find a way to make what you're doing matter to God and count for God, then what are you doing? Now, that doesn't mean that we, we, own, we go all spiritual and we withdraw and we sit at home on our, you know, whatever, uh, and, and we only pray and meditate. And, 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 but it's talking about when I raise, when I raise my children... I'm raising them because it matters at the throne of God. It means that when I say I, I'm, I'm running my business, I'm running my business, I'm treating my employees in such a way because it matters at the throne of God. If I'm working in a business, I'm serving diligently, I'm modeling the character of Jesus to the people around me. Why? Because it matters at the throne of God. And these are some of the things we're going to look at over the next two weeks in our devotion on the character of Jesus. How we embody the character of Christ in every circumstance. Because I think, I think we should only do today what matters at the throne tomorrow. And I don't mean all find a, a, a prayer mat and just sit and say, oh, I mean, serve God, love God. I think it's very practical. I think Jesus thought it was practical. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, if anyone should follow me, if anyone should follow me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. In John chapter 12, verse 26, he says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, 
there will my servant be also. This idea that to follow Jesus means you're going somewhere. You're leaving something behind and you're going where Jesus is going. Jesus didn't seem to think this was impractical. Or if it was, he didn't seem to care. Jesus is a person. He is not a concept. He is not a metaphor. He's not a parable. He's not an idea. He's a person. And more than that, he's God. Jesus can be followed physically, literally, not just metaphorically. A lot of our salvation, you know, a lot of our salvation journey, a lot of the story that we tell now when we talk about salvation is actually a decision. When I, when I make a decision for Jesus, I stand on an altar and I say, Jesus, come follow me. Jesus, come into my life and come where I go, right? Jesus, walk with me. Jesus, talk with me. But Jesus' understanding of salvation was where he said, no, 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 you come follow me. You come follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Come and follow me. Come out of the life that you're living. And I will lead you into the truly satisfying life. Which is at times inconvenient. We often think of satisfaction and convenience as the same thing. See, if Jesus is a concept, then we, you know, much like a concept car or a concept image or a concept, you know, we're looking at getting some concept drawings done for the future of our building. And so what happens is you get a concept and you look at it and you go, I like that, but I like that, but I'm not such a fan of that, but sorry, I'll sit down. I'm a good, you know, that but there, that but there, that but there. No, 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 change that, change that. Change. If Jesus is a concept, we approach him with the same mentality. And we go, I like that bit. I like the bit that says this. I really like the bit that says this bit here. I really like the bit that says God wants to bless me. I love that bit. I really like the bit that says I'm the head and not the tail. I love that bit. And then we see all the other bits that go, oh, but Jesus says if I want to follow him, I have to deny myself. I don't know. I like that bit. I can't see the comment section. Oh, look, I kind of can. <laughs> um, I, but I assume it's, I hope it's blessing you. I hope it's challenging you. But a concept, we take the bits we like. But you can't do that with a person. When I, when I married my wife, when I stood at the altar with Emma and, and, and the, the, the pastor said to me, do you take Emma for better or worse sickness? I didn't go, I, some. Yes, that bit, that bit, that bit, that bit. Not such a fan of that bit. When I said yes to Emma and when Emma said yes to me, and believe me, I got the better deal. <laughs> yeah. When we said yes, we said yes to all of it. Because Emma's not a concept, she's a person. And so when I say yes, I say yes to everything. So Jesus, as a person, the person of Jesus is important because number one, it means that heaven can break through to earth. Number two, it means that we have a responsibility to follow him as a person, not as an idea. The final reason that Jesus being a person, the person of Jesus is important is that he can be known. He can be known. See, I can't know a concept. I can understand a concept. I can understand an idea. But I can only know a person. John chapter 17, verse 3. Jesus says, Now this is eternal life. 
This is eternal life. That they know you. This is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. To be saved, to have salvation, to have eternal life is to know God. And to know God means to be personal. means to know what he likes, to know what he doesn't like. To know what makes him happy, to know what makes him sad. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Jesus can be known. You know, maybe you've grown up in a church or with a, with a doctrine or a theology that says Jesus can be studied. Jesus can be understood. This morning, the invitation to you is that Jesus wants you to know him. And like any relationship, that happens through time, time spent. Study is a part of that. Prayer is a part of that. Following is a part of that. Proximity is a part of that. If the only time you ever come close to Jesus is Sunday, how long do you get to... How, you know, Claire and James, you're sitting here this morning. I'm just going to pick on you, you know, newly married, living in a house. Like, you know, you've been dating for a while. You get to know each other. You see each other once a week, then you see each other a couple of times a week. Then you suddenly living in the house, you get to know each other a whole lot more. Good habits, bad habits, their whole thing, right? Because suddenly it's 24-7. If we want to know Jesus, then our goal becomes to be in close proximity with him as often as possible. That's why our mission statement as a church is connecting people with Jesus daily, not weekly, not every second weekend, daily. And that's not about church attendance. You can, come to, you can come and sit in a seat in church or watch a live stream and, and study Jesus, listen to be about Jesus, but not draw close to him. But Jesus' heart is that we would know him, that we would draw close to him. I want to wrap up by just summarizing. As I said, Jesus is a person. And at the beginning, I said it's a simple truth, but it's a powerful truth. Because Jesus as a person means that heaven can break through on earth and continues to be possible today. Jesus as a person means that he is not a concept, which means that when I follow him, I must follow him in my flesh, not just in my heart. Jesus as a person means that he can be known, not just studied, not just understood. He can be known. And if Jesus can be known, then Jesus can be imitated. Then Jesus can be modeled. Then Jesus can be shared. And this is what we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks. The person, the nature, the power of Jesus. And as we dive into this devotion together, the character of Jesus, the character of Christ. We're going to look at how I as a person and you as a person can adopt the character of Jesus as a person, the nature of Christ, and how this leads us into the power of Jesus. But this morning, I want to close with some simple questions. Number one, are you observing Jesus or are you following him? Crowds of people watched Jesus. Crowds of people gathered around Jesus. But Jesus knew out of the masses who his followers were. He said that his sheep know his voice. Do you know his voice this morning? 
And do you know him? Or do you just study him? Do you try to understand him? I've given up trying to understand my wife. My wife has definitely given up trying to understand me. But we've decided to know each other. And we've decided to partner with each other through the highs and the lows, the victories, the trials. Do you know God this morning? Because there's invitation from Jesus the person who was the Son of God, God in the flesh, is come and follow me. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you this morning that you are not an idea. This morning that my words, my, the, the prayer on my lips is not simply being spoken into the ether, but it is being received by the ears of a loving God. And Lord, this morning I pray that as you hear my prayer, so also we would hear your voice. That we would know you. That we would follow you. That we would be encouraged in ourselves over the next two weeks to start seeing you as more than just an idea, more than just a list, an influencer on our list of followers, but Lord, the one that we abandon everything to pursue. Lord, I want to give you afresh everything in my life. Let the parts of it that are good to you remain and show me the parts that are not, that I might put them down. So that I would do today what only matters at the throne tomorrow. And that me and the others that are listening this morning will be shaped into the image and the likeness of God. And we would reflect your character to our community around us. And that we would connect people with you every single day for your glory. Amen. Amen.